I can catch myself physically like turning to leave the room and I'm like I'll grab onto the counter and like okay I'm here yeah (laughs) I'm staying I'm staying and I'm like I need you to appreciate this because I am here against my my will yeah so yeah I don't know what about you what do you think yeah, I don't know. I think I enjoyed asking you that question more than I was. <laughs> Fair enough. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Advice Not Given podcast. Each week, we share unfiltered, truth-telling conversations between two friends. You're invited to eavesdrop as we give each other the advice you didn't ask for but wish you did. We're your hosts, Claire Wood and Kelly Artis of Milspo Gurus, and this is Advice Not Given. Hello, this is Claire and Kelly of Milspo Gurus, and we wanted to just take a quick minute to introduce ourselves today before we dig in and dive into our first, very first episode of our podcast, Advice Not Given. Kelly, where are you calling in from here today? Oh, I'm calling in from lovely Fayetteville, North Carolina, where it is a balmy 98 degrees outside with a humidity level of like 120%, so... (laughs) We are holed up in our little house, and my kids are going crazy. So it's just a really, it's been a fun, productive, amazing summer. How about you, Claire? Yeah. Oh, same here. Well, we're having unseasonably cool temperatures here in central Louisiana from Fort Polk. Um, And yeah, a little bit rainy, still a little humid and muggy, um, even at 75 degrees out. But yeah, it's going great. I was so jealous that you took a walk today. I haven't been outside in like three weeks. (laughs) It's, it's like surface of the sun hot here so i have to get out really really early or like today even in a little bit of mist coming down walking anyway just to just to get it in so we you may be wondering actually like who do you guys think you are to have a podcast (laughs) who doesn't have a podcast though let's be real (laughs) but it's a question we've been asking ourselves a lot lately because um quite honestly like we feel like we have a lot that we share and talk about together, like over phone calls and Skype and different, you know, forms of, of, uh, communication. But the more we talk, the more we're like, you know what, like, I think other people might have either something to chime in on, or at least, um, you know, some of the things we talk about would definitely resonate with other people. So we wanted to just go for it, you know, like take a chance, share some of the things that we have been going through, walking through, learning from dealing with, and put that out there to see if it resonates with anybody else. So Kelly, just give us a quick update on you. Like we know you're Kelly of Millie and of (laughs) Fort Bragg and of all the awesome military spouse things, but kind of like set the scene for us with like stage of life you're in right now. Like what's going on? Life is fascinating. Well, okay. So I, um, we have two kids. They are elementary school age. We'll finally be attending the same school for the first time ever. And I'm stoked about that. But that's neither here nor there. Um, (laughs) They are great kind of, you know, figuring out themselves and, you know, what kind of little person they're going to be. So they're trying on all their different little personalities and whatnot. So that's um, been challenging and fascinating all in the same breath. So a lot of my time is consumed with them and making sure I'm not screwing them up too badly. Um, (laughs) Then I am also married. Uh, the reason that Claire and I know each other is because we're both married to active duty service members in the army. So we have a lot to talk about there and you guys will just have to bear with us if you aren't military affiliated, cause I'm sure it'll pop up occasionally. Um, but that happens to be a great source of pride and, um, you know, happiness in our lives, but it also contributes its fair amount of stress. So 
I am at a yes. point in life where, um, and this is typically where Claire and I's little rant sessions go um, when we chat, is just dealing with all of the the things that life throws our way, um, being in that lifestyle, and then also just the stage of life. So I'm mid-30s, I won't elaborate, but um, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't, I just, I don't know. I think everyone goes through this midlife sort of hump. Um, I don't feel like I'm in crisis, but I don't feel like I've figured it out yet, right? And I feel like a yes. lot of people that I know, especially in our age bracket, in our kind of stage of life, are all dealing with the same sort of feeling. And I'm looking around wondering, like, well, who's got it figured out? Because I know right. the Instagram feeds are BS. Like, <laughs> I know better True. than that. Um, so I'm like, but who's doing it well? And I want I want to learn from that person who's doing it well. And I don't think any of us are. So, <laughs> But don't you agree that there's some there's such power in, like, admitting that you're not doing it well and like there is this whole other like side of Instagram of the people who are constantly like oh here's Uh a picture of my messy kitchen and I'm just like you but like even that to me feels false and like contrived yeah because it's filtered yeah it is and so I think I think that we are all in a similar like situation and predicament where life does feel like some days you're nailing it you're on your a game and then other days you're asking like what is life? Yeah. What, what, what is, is the meaning of life? life? I mean, right? It's age yeah. old. It's like literally since the dawn of time, this has been the question. Um, I just, I I know for me, and, it's, and well, you guys bear with us. We're going to talk about personality types a lot on this program. Uh, but my um, type is that of kind of walling off and trying to figure everything out on my own, doing research and whatever. Um, and I'm realizing now in maturity that I can't. I can't. I don't have the answers. So this is kind of our that's attempt. that's also a new feeling. And often Very. when we're kind of walking in new territory, we don't really know how to navigate it. Right, so exactly. That's kind of where we both are. So you, you guys get a front row seat to this. Uh, <laughs> hopefully not too much of a train wreck. But we're trying to just, you know, put it out there into the world. Like, this is what we're dealing with. This is what I would tell you, Claire, my friend, when you tell me something. This is what I want to tell you and advise whether you take it or not, <laughs> I want right. to hear you. I want you to feel heard. I want to, you know, hold space for you and then also help you through in any way possible. Um, and then you do the same for me. And we're like, well, we get a lot from that, even if it's just a vent. So right. we want to be able to provide, um, I don't know, uh, some insight, maybe an empathetic ear to anyone out there in yeah. the great big internet and world of of whoever our listeners will become. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. I don't know. So what about you? What's going on? So I'm at this, a similar stage of life, although I think I'm a little older than you are. So my kids are a little older too, but I'm dealing with kids who are transitioning away from being like kid kids into mm. like tween and teenage years. Mm-hmm. And so much of what my identity has come from previously and kind of like for lack of a better way to explain it, like I've really felt like I've been in control of my kids and, mm. <laughs> and of my life. Like I'm getting to this place where they are very much their own people and I've raised them to be this way, but they have lots of opinions and lots of thoughts <laughs> and, um, you know, there's an three autonomy. Of- They've got yeah. their own. And so it's like yeah. that tension of this is what, you know, this is what we've been aiming for all these years. This is what we've been trying to achieve in them this independence but at the same time it's left me feeling like well what is my role now Mm -hmm. and you know how does that look as we move around how does that look um when I find that my husband has a very clear uh 
image of what his own like role is day to day, but I don't always know. And also trying to balance that with like professional things and passions that I have and like, yeah, it gets overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. And I wonder now, I wonder why it is like now you think it's just because the kids are like mine, not as much as yours, but I think we're not changing diapers anymore. We're not no. like sleep deprived because they're waking up crying all night. Yeah. Like we're kind of past that stage. So we now we have more time to sit and like take inventory and stock of like, okay, who am I? What have I been doing all these years? Um, yeah. You know, you leave your like, you know, your teen years, your early 20s, you leave, you know, school or whatever. And you're kind of like a young adult in the world and you have all these big plans. Or maybe you don't, right. but at least you're ambitious. You still have that ambition, right. that fire. And then you get to this stage and you've, you know, produced a family or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's all well and good, but then what if the family doesn't need me anymore? Or, (laughs) Well, I joked for years because I'm very much like type A, very intentional with like teaching my kids very practical things like how to, you know, have their own bank accounts, how to do their own laundry. And it's like I've joked all these years that my goal is to work myself out of a job. Well, guess what? I've done it. And so (laughs) now I'm like, okay, so what do I do? And um, seeing like, I won't say the finish line because it's not that our relationships end, but like my oldest Mm -hmm. will be going away to college in like three years. And so that's definitely like on my horizon and sensing more change to come. So yeah, no, my gosh, I can't even, I mean, again, just having them in the same elementary school is a big deal for me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, it's, it, it's crazy because they, they, I think you nailed it with saying like, okay, you've raised them, you've done well, you can be proud, but then there's definitely a piece that's like, okay, but now they don't need me anymore. And then, so what is my purpose? How am I still like providing value to the family unit? Yeah. Um, I know you and I kind of deal with these challenges of frequent relocations. We have to move around a lot because of what our family is, you know, signed in for, for service. Right. Um, and so employment is challenging. Uh, and then we also still want to pursue passions, but it's really hard if you don't have like an anchor, you don't have like a, you don't have any control over it. I mean, right. Isn't that like the crux of it? We don't have That's any great. agency. We don't have any control. So we're, we're like constantly just following along and drifting just drifting. Yeah. And it's hard to grab on to like, okay, what is my so that's meaning? So a good place to, to kind of sit for just a minute. I want to ask you a question and I'll answer it first to give you some time to think okay. about what you, <laughs> what you would say. But we, you, you used a few different times the phrase feeling out of control or having no control. And so I want to find out like, what are the things that we do to gain a sense of control, healthy or not? So for me, because I feel like a lot of times so much is out of my control, I tend to like organize things or take on the tiniest little like insignificant thing and make it very significant so that I feel like I have some agency over my life. Like I posted on Instagram this week a picture of my Tupperware that I've organized. And so like, I mean, not that that's super unhealthy, but like. Is it avoid it? I don't know. I think it gives my hands something tangible mm, to do okay. when everything feels out of control. So what about you? Like, do you have any, like, quote, coping mechanisms for when things feel out of control for oh, you? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I can tell you what the unhealthy ones are much, much more quickly than the healthy ones because I don't know if I've really adopted those yet. Um, I will disappear. Okay. Be it, you know, physically or emotionally or mentally. 
I can just kind of withdraw and, um, you know, self-care, I need space. I use all of those kind of like, you know, terminologies and language to to alert people in my uh, sphere that need to give me space. (laughs) But is that healthy? I don't know. Probably not because I'm not really dealing with it. I'm kind of just hoping that it'll go away. Um, But I would argue that some of that is, some of that is healthy because you know what you need to like recharge and reset. So it's not all bad. Yeah, but, but I could see how it could go that way if you're like completely avoiding and yeah, it's yeah. tough because there are other humans involved, right? Like there are other people right. with needs. So that's where I've been kind of like convicting myself. Like, okay, well, I know that I need to just. I don't know if I need to. I feel more comfortable avoiding situations or avoiding like hard discussions than I do addressing it head on. But that isn't necessarily how the other people in my family need or feel most comfortable in addressing things. Um, so I'm always at this push pull of, am I giving everyone around me what they need? Am I helping create a healthy environment for them? Or am I contributing to the chaos or the, the out of control feeling by not, um, engaging or like, oh my God, it's really, and then of course, you know, as the mom, you're always kind of bearing the brunt of the mood of the household. It seems like if mom is not happy, right? Like kind of like, so I shoulder that a little bit too, because I'm definitely not. That makes me aggravated though, because I don't feel like it's just another layer of like, why is this all on me to to manage We don't have control of any of the external forces, but yet we're supposed to be in charge of the internal like ambiance. Kind of not fair. No, it's not fair at all. It's a lot of pressure. That's why I just leave. Or Or I go into the spare bedroom with a book and I close the door. Or, you know, if it's a situation that's like, that actually has like logistics involved or something that, um, you know, I don't know, whatever. I can't even think of an example, but I will, you know, I turn to research and I'll, I'll, um, kind of disappear in that mode for a little while, like figure out, okay, what are, I need more information. Tell me more, whether it's, you know, going online to find stuff, whether it's reading about stuff, you know, if my kid's struggling with something, I'll go to the library and check out like 18 books on, you know, whatever. So those are your, those are your like anchors of security. It's I information. so, but I think it, but it also like it hinders me from growth sometimes because sometimes there is some value in just like learning as you go or trusting whoever you're with to be able to help you know or or relying on them to be in control that's really hard for a lot of people I mean gosh yeah I trust you oh my god that's a hard phrase I trust you right well that was (laughs) gonna be my follow-along question is like when things feel out of control and when things feel like there's chaos everywhere we can kind of begin to recognize our coping mechanisms, good, bad, or ugly. Um, but how do you feel like those coping mechanisms have affected, I'll say relationships, but maybe we just start with like marriage. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like? I mean, in some ways, I think, you know, in my relationship, we both know each other's uh, fixations, if you will, the, the patterns well enough to like accommodate them to some extent, like to the, to at least to where they're healthy, right? Like, you know, something stressful, like, you know, we, we've suffered a couple of like, you know, some of the older folks in our family have passed away recently. You know, like my husband knows, okay, I don't grieve publicly out loud. I don't do the whale. (laughs) Like I don't, I don't need a bunch of people around me. Like that's smothering to me. So he knew I'm gonna take the kids and we're going to go play for the afternoon and I'm gonna let you go through these old photos and just have your 
your time. You know what I mean? So that so right. in that way, it's really it's really nice and really helpful. And you know, and similarly for him, I know some of the things that he needs. However, I can tell, especially now at this stage in our life, we've been married thirteen years now. We've been together for like over twenty. I also get annoyed at some of his coping mechanisms and vice versa. And it's almost like a trigger for each of us to like unravel into an argument or unravel into, well, I guess we're not going to have this conversation now because you're already doing your thing or, you know, whatever. And that is something that we both have to consciously watch out for. Like, I like to leave the room during an argument (laughs) because I don't like conflict. (laughs) It's not a good way to solve anything. (laughs) So I can catch myself physically like turning to leave the room and I'm like, I'll grab onto the counter and like, okay, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> We're I'm staying. I'm staying. And I'm like, I need you to appreciate this because I am here against my my will. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I think I enjoyed asking you that question more than I wanted. <laughs> Fair enough. So, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, we definitely both have our ways that we cope and I would probably applaud my husband because he tends to have healthier ways I think of managing his stress like he takes it out in the gym Mm -hmm. and um, probably is able to like self-regulate a little bit better than Mm -hmm. I I'm able to Um, but I like you you know we've been married 18 years and as, as long as we've been married I think he's starting to recognize or not just starting he's recognized for a while like where to give me that space or where Mm -hmm. like my day-to-day frenzy of you know my anxiety kind of kicking in he knows to he knows how to handle that (laughs) so it's comforting in a sense but like you it can also be a further point of contention and stress and you know and I think it just depends like if you're both kind of crashing at the same level at the same time so I've noticed that like you know you're going to have ups and downs individually as well as as a couple so like if if he's up and I'm down um, then he can handle and regulate me a little better and vice versa. But if we're both not doing real well, <laughs> then that's a, that's a problem because it's just like, yeah. you know, we're both kind of drowning together and not really helping each other. So those are, those are always, it's always better to catch each other on higher levels if possible. If um, possible. If but possible. I do, I do want to insert here and Kelly and I have kind of had several discussions before we are like recording anything and kind of setting some boundaries of like what we are and are not willing to share about our (laughs) personal lives. But I would say that, you know, I think it's a normal thing. It's not pleasant, Mm -hmm. but I do think it's a normal thing in marriage in any relationship. There are times that you are both crashing at the same time and, you know, don't panic necessarily, but be aware of it so that you can like move back to those healthier levels. And I know I've been in a season of kind of feeling that crash Mm -hmm. lately. Um, There's just a lot of unknowns in our immediate future with like an upcoming move. And um, I'm having to fight pretty hard each day to Mm -hmm. kind of keep myself above the water. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you guys, this is exactly why we're having these conversations too, right? Because we know that we're not the only ones dealing with this, first of all, or ever dealing with this. We know that we don't have all the answers, but we definitely have ideas. And we definitely, especially if we're in a healthier place, maybe there's somebody out there that's, you know, unraveling and could hear this and be like, okay, cool. Another thing too, to note, be observant of yourself. Be observant of all of these things, all of your coping mechanisms, all of your patterns. Like it's really good to start to recognize what you do in stress, what you do in security, because then you're going to be able to say, 
oh, that's good, or maybe not put a judgment on it, but that's that's a healthier way to react versus when I do this, it never really ends out. It never really, it never turns out well. So maybe I should stop right. or ca- try to catch myself when I'm doing this. And then also putting it out there, find someone that you can confide in to be able to not only like hold yourself accountable in some way, but just speaking it and saying it out loud is, is this is, this right here is therapy for me. Like this is healthy for me because I'm saying things out loud. I am putting myself in this critical sort of observer mode on like Claire's asking me a question. I'm asking her a question. We're responding. We're able to then kind of evaluate. Oh, actually I do kind of do it, do this. And I could see where that's a problem or when I do right. this, things do work out really well. So this is a good thing. Maybe I should reinforce that habit. So just saying it out loud kind of reinforces um, the fact that you're paying attention to it and you're able to recognize what's working, what's not. Um, so try it. <laughs> Practice yeah. it. Someone that well, you, you trust. Up, you, you just brought up a really, really big loaded word, and that word is therapy. I <laughs> so know. I interject here. <laughs> Kelly and I, we are not experts in any sense of the, the word. We are just two sojourners on this path <laughs> like of trying to, <laughs> trying to figure life out. And so um, we both have talked at length about the various role that therapy can play. Mm-hmm. But we've also talked a lot about the struggles of like getting to that point. Yeah. First of all, admitting you're ready for it or that you need it. Um, the access that you have to it. And so um, there's definitely a time and a place for that. Like when you are in crisis and there is like a major, a major thing going on, but we've both kind of talked about how there's this crazy phenomenon that like sometimes talking to someone that just gets you and like Kelly mentioned, just naming it out loud and observing it, that can help. Like it may not eradicate a situation, but it can definitely help. And I think that's kind of where, what the angle is we're coming at here. So I, I, a friend of mine, I have this friend who, um, we've been friends forever and ever and ever and ever. April, I love you. If you're listening, you, you will listen. <laughs> um, but she and I were, I was just kind of venting to her one day and we don't talk often cause you know, we're long distance for, well, I guess everybody I'm friends with is long distance, but, um, we're long distance friends. We catch up occasionally, but she's one of those people that always like, you never miss a beat, you know, with the conversation it just picks right back up. And, yeah. um, I was, you know, kind of struggling with something and, I don't tell everyone my business. I hardly tell anyone my business half the time. Um, But I was like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to spill it. So I just gave her this huge long text. And I was like, these are all the things that I'm frustrated with. And no, 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 no. And she's like, who are you talking to? Like, who are, who do you, I was like, you know, and I was telling her, you know, like, I, I want, I want to find someone. That person is probably professional. Like, and, and we'll talk about this later when we get into our like, because we have a challenge at the end of the <laughs> of our yes. conversation. But you know, I need someone that is not personally involved with me, that can be right. objective, that doesn't love me, right? Because people that love you are going to treat you in a different way, be it good or bad, right? right? But people that love you are going to tell you things. Um, that you want to hear. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to get like the. They're too close to the situation. They're too close. Yeah, they're somehow involved. Um, and then, you know, just, I don't know, just like a, an ear that's only for me that isn't also going to try to like interject their experience, which is helpful, but not when I'm in my moment where I just want to be heard, right? Like I don't want to feel like I'm competing with someone else's hardship or whatnot. Um, there's a space for that. There's always a time for that because like you just said, it's nice to relate to someone and be able to feel like, oh, you get it because you're in the same place or you've been in the same place. But there's also really, there's a ton of value to, I have no idea what you're going through, but I want you to know that that sounds hard 
and you probably need some fresh air. So let me just sit here and make some space for you and let you just get rid of all of that so that you can take a breath. Um, and it just, I, oh, she was, it was just like, it was like a medicine to me just to, for her to yeah. acknowledge it. She didn't give me any kind of crazy good advice. Like, I mean, she just, she just told me like, wow, that sounds awful. And I'm really yeah. sorry. And you know, I'm like, oh, that was great. <laughs> that was no, a I better. have a friend that's the same way. And like, I, I knew her in real life, like probably 10 to 12 years ago and we've both moved and I literally have not seen the person in, this is my friend, Megan, if you're listening, um, but we periodically have these check-ins and it's the yeah. same thing. Like she has no real investment in my life other than she will be a good listening ear and she yeah. gets, she tells it to me straight. She lets mm -hmm. me come out with all the ugly and I can say it. She doesn't judge me for it. She doesn't remember it, <laughs> you know, like yeah. and hold it against me. So I can like say it and then she offers me some like wisdom that is from a completely different perspective. And if I take it or don't take it, it doesn't matter to her. She's right. just, and a lot of times it's good stuff. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think we all, if you know, we need to figure out who those people are, but more than anything, we need to be that person for Agreed. someone else. So that's, that's definitely something that I want to try to work a little more hard on. Cause I know that we, you know, we're busy. Everybody's busy. Yeah. Um, it's hard to pick up the phone when it rings. I mean, truthfully, like I hate talking yeah. on the phone, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is interesting that we're going to do this, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I like, but I have challenged myself too recently. Um, and this, this is, this is a great piece of advice. If you guys <laughs> that I'm not going to give, um, <laughs> I heard somewhere there are people that you should always, um, who is it? Brene Brown, I think says this once she teaches that, um, you shouldn't care about what anybody thinks about you, right? Like everyone else's opinion doesn't matter, but you should have a little tiny, teeny tiny piece of paper. Like, I mean, a sliver of paper that you write like four or five names on and fold it up and stick it in your wallet or somewhere safe. Those are the only five people on the planet that you should care about their opinion, especially uh -oh. when it pertains to you. Yeah. So if you hear something or you're internalizing something or you're feeling a kind of way and it came from somewhere that's external to you and it didn't come from one of those five people. Screw it. Like, it's gone. Get rid of yeah. it. It doesn't matter because those are your people. So on top of that, someone else took it a step farther and said, if those five people are in your cell phone, put a symbol by their name, like an emoji, great. like a That's growth, great. like a little tree grow or some kind of symbol to where you won't block or decline their call, that you don't side button mm -hmm. them. If they call you, you pick up the phone because they have something for you that you probably need or just hearing their voice, you know, will bring you some sort of spark or joy or growth or um, health, just something that you need yeah. in your life. So that would be my challenge. Like that That's was one great. of my favorite things. Now, I don't let anyone look through my phone to see if they have that emoji or, <laughs> or I don't tell them what of the course. keys are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, of course. Yeah. Well, and we're going to go down this on a completely separate episode, but I think that's interesting when you identify those five people and mm -hmm. then just say to heck with everybody else, because I think we're living in an age where social media mm -hmm. has not only taken up the time that right. we normally may be on a phone call or meet somebody for lunch, but it's this big group that we need to make sure that we're, you know, checking in, not checking in with, that's probably the wrong way well, to say it, but approval. like we feel like there's a bigger audience. Yes. Yeah, seeking yeah. approval from like yeah. even maybe tailoring our actions or things we post to make sure that they approve or we're Absolutely. getting likes or DMs about. And yeah. that's like super 
dangerous because oh God, yeah. that's not real. It's not real. It's we're, we need we're being our... subconsciously conditioned to do that though. I mean, that's why all the alerts are red, right? Because you get this dopamine right. hit or whatever every time you see it. So you're conditioned to say, oh, well, when I post that picture or when I say this thing, um, you yeah. know, this many people responded to it. Thus, the yeah. algorithm promotes it. More people see, you know, it's this whole like yeah. cyclical thing. And even though like I know these things, a lot of you, everyone out right. there, like you guys know this, but you, it's really hard to override um, that. It's it's hard to override like the Pavlov <laughs> effect, right? You're like, oh my God, I'm so loved, I'm so loved. Or take it a step farther. If you put something really vulnerable out there, <laughs> like this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And nobody listens or people hate it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This podcast is for us. Let's be real. If anybody listens, welcome. But <laughs> yeah, this um, is therapy. That's what we're saying. Like yeah. this is this is like a form of, of therapy. Yeah. Yeah. But if you put something out there that's vulnerable and people are uncomfortable by it or they don't know how to respond or don't know how to respond um, appropriately, like this is my I'm guilty of this. Like I'll scroll past something kind of difficult um, that someone has shared on social media and I'm like, oh, that's really powerful. I need to think of a really good response, like a good comment to support that person. I still love that person. I'm so proud of that person for, you know, whatever it is they're trying to accomplish, but I'll, I'll keep scrolling until I've kind of thought of what I want to say. And I will try to remember to come back and engage with that post or comment. But I, if you don't in the moment, the, the algorithms will just say, oh, they didn't like that. No one likes this post because they're not spending any time on it. They're not engaging with it. So regardless of your actual intentions, the machine that is social media will then say, this is unimportant. So then here's this person that shared this really vulnerable, sad thing or amazing thing or whatever it is that didn't get the same like, like, OMG, you know, whatever emojis in the comments and they're getting demoted. And I mean, think about what that does to you, like, you know, on any kind of level. So. Well, I have felt immense guilt over the last couple of weeks because someone who is very close to me, um, when we lived an, at another place, like truly like sister, wife, best friend kind of person, you know, since we moved away, kids have gotten busy. We're busy. We've just, you know, I don't stay in touch with her and her father passed away a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. And I'm like, that relationship has now like come to the fact that I click on a heart emoji sending mm-hmm. hearts to her, yeah. like her dad died. And of course yeah. I, I have like, I caught myself in that and I checked myself and I sent her a message and, right. you know, even still that felt impersonal, but, but it's kind of this tension of like, mm-hmm. we also, my personality is I don't want to interfere. Right. I don't want to disrupt you. Or I don't want to call you and intrude mm-hmm. in your grief or in your whatever. Um, so I can just quickly, you know, click on this sad face emoji or heart emoji, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which will end up lost in a sea of, you know, like you say, algorithms or 75 other people who have liked or right, heart, right. heart emoji the post. Um, so I don't know. There's just like a cheapening to it. So I love, I love your um, advice on going through your phone and identifying your people, like your, your go-to people, like your I emoji. Mean, listen, Claire, it Great. was like to the point where the other night I was laying on the couch about to veg out on my show that I'm into right now. I don't even know if I want to say what it is, but I was about to veg out. My husband had gone to bed. He doesn't, he doesn't stay up late and it's like my time. I don't watch anything right. until it's just me and the TV. And uh, I don't know, it was like 9, 30, 10 o'clock and my phone rings. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like <laughs> who does not know me and is trying to call yeah. me this late. But then when I saw who it was, I was like, I had a moment where I was about to side button. Like, no, it's too late. I'm going to go sleep. And I challenged myself. I was like, no, she never calls me. And when she does, she's calling because she loves me and she wants to check in or maybe she's dealing with something or whatever it is. So I answer the phone, talk to this 
beautiful friend for like an hour and a half, two hours, did not watch any TV, but I am so glad that I did. Yeah, I was tired the next day. Who cares? But, like, but talk about how good you felt. Like, oh, what was the, the... It was so good to just connect with this person. We speak, like, annually. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. it's not... We don't speak often. And she... Her work schedule is crazy in that she kind of had a moment late at night, and she was like, I need to reconnect with some of my friends. So, she's yeah. going through... Or maybe she thought specifically of me. I'm not sure. But either way, she called, and she was just like, I just want to hear your voice. Like, I want to check in. I miss you. Aww. I'm like... I freaking miss you too. I have a hard time doing that. Like I'm not the one that goes through and finds people to call. Uh, My husband's great about it. He'll like, he has like this rotating list of people that he calls in his car. Also, I don't commute anywhere. So, you know, I kind of lost my window and then kids and all that stuff. But anyway, it fed my soul. You know, not only like, hey, I miss you, but you know, we're both kind of going through the same things. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, if I were just to judge by her social media, I'd say, oh my God, her life is so perfect. And I love her and I'm happy for her. But, it's you not know, the whole short, story. It, same old story. Exactly. So it's, it was just great. It was great to have that connection. So yeah, yeah be that person that calls, but more than that, be the person that picks up the phone. Yeah, <laughs> Pick up the I phone. agree. Well, and I think it's, you know, when we don't allow for that in our lives, like when we don't connect with people who, um, it's a give and take for sure, but when we don't have that peace, I think that's where we allow things like anger, disappointments, and resentment. We allow those things to take root, and then, mm-hmm. you know, ugly things grow in their place instead of realizing that, you know, we have some level of responsibility to, to manage yeah. that. Yeah, that's so um, true. And I mean, I think like the, one of the main complaints is that we feel like all alone or we feel isolated right. or no one else understands. But when you hold yourself right. up, of course you're going to feel what you, isolated. What do you expect? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's exactly so my what's thing that I do, because like you, like I went through this period where I really did not have time. Like, it's not that I didn't have time. I didn't have perfect conditions for a lot of phone calls. But what I have started doing is, um, and again, like this is me not wanting to be intrusive. I use the video, um, I'm sorry, not video, voice Mm -hmm. memo button Mm -hmm. on my phone. And I try to limit them to like a minute because I don't want somebody to see this and be like, oh, she sent me a seven minute um, podcast episode. (laughs) Yeah, mini podcast. Um, But I'll record, like I try to set it to a minute or less. And I'll check in and say, hey, you know, I've missed you. Here's maybe what's going on with us or tell me about what. And I just kind of leave that. And it's like a, a tennis ball. I boop, volley it over into their that. court. And then at leisure, you know, and most of my friends don't video. I'm sorry. I keep saying video. They don't voice memo me back. They either just call mm-hmm. or they'll text me, which I love even more is <laughs> a text. Yeah. But um, I feel like I've connected and I haven't intruded and I haven't had to wait until the conditions are perfect. And it hasn't needed to be a 30 minute, you know, hole up in a, a car or in a room to do it. It's just a quick little check-in for other people yeah i like that there's an app what's the app it's like marco polo or something yeah 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 (laughs) we should start a channel (laughs) i know well i've actually just discovered it in the last few weeks because one of my close friends here just moved to korea and we were trying to figure out the time difference and she's like i'm on this hey ciara i feel real sure you're probably gonna be listening hey (laughs) She put me on to Marco Polo, and shortly after, you know, she and I had done a few messages back and forth, another friend who's just moved to Hawaii messaged me. And so, like, we've reconnected, and yeah, I think you've just got to get creative with when and how you check in with your people. But man, 
a lot of power in that. I love that. I love that. All right, so now we've reached the point in our show where we want to give our advice not given. We are going to um, end each episode with some advice for each other and um, kind of the advice that we may want to give but we don't always receive. And we're going to try to implement it and put it into practice and see if this advice works. And so, Kelly, do you have any advice you want to give? If not, I can take the lead. Yeah, I'm going to challenge you guys to come up with your five people. Who are your five people? Okay, so not only come up with your five people, I'm going to do this myself, come up with your people, and it could be more than five. I mean, like, you could be super popular. <laughs> I totally understand. Or it could be two. I mean, yeah. I, I think five is a healthy balance just because you can have, like, um, variety, a little diversity in your in your friend group, your core people. Come up with your people. Be sure to be receptive to them whenever they reach out. Be intentional about your relationship with these people because you've already sat and objectively evaluated who do I grow with, who helps me grow, who can I help grow, and how are we growing together? So come up with those folks. Um, you know, do the find some way to like identify them in your phone, maybe yeah. like literally just feel tip. emoji on their name or you know put them on your favorites or whatever. Um, whenever you have a moment. Send them a text, send them a voice message, send them a Marco Polo, send them a, hey, I was thinking about you for no reason. I'm not asking you to pick up my kids. I'm not asking, you know, for a favor or I'm not calling for gossip or anything like that. Like just literally check in. How are you doing? Um, And it'll come back. I mean, these are probably, you probably selected these people because they do that for you anyway. Right. So give it back. Well, just to clarify. So are we in this, like, take this, try this at home thing. Are we needing to put that out there to the person and say, Hey, you were one of my people or no, I don't know. (laughs) That might be next level. That's extra credit. Extra credit. That's your bonus. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. If you check in, I keep this a little close because I also don't want people to go through my phone and see that they don't have an emoji. So what's probably going to happen is I'm going to put emojis by everybody and nobody knows the legend. Or you could put a passcode on your phone (laughs) and nobody could get into it. (laughs) That too. <laughs> so if you know me, don't go looking through my phone. <laughs> Trust that you're probably one of my five. How about that? <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that. Okay. That's the great, that's the advice. Yep. That's the advice is identify your five people. And we'll just kind of leave it at that. And you take it in any direction you want. If you want to tell the person and have this, you know, or extensive you know. explanation or don't, but, but <laughs> first identify your five, but maybe check in with at least one or two of them. Is that how about hope? just identify five and we can even do this. We can extend this out to our social media. We can ask people to tag if they want to like, how about just five special people in your life um, okay. that have helped you grow in the past month? Okay. Let's do it that way okay. so that we're not being like exclusive in any way. So yeah, okay. just take and what you and I will do is next episode, we take just a couple quick minutes and we'll just let you know how we've approached it and how we've like tackled the action item. Yeah. I love it. Evolving advice. That's okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. What about you? Do you have a piece or a, a nugget to share? You know, I would just say kind of from the earlier part of what we were talking about, be open, and this isn't really isn't as tense as be aware this week. Be aware of where you are having tendencies to maybe fall into those negative patterns. Be aware when you are, in my case, overly organizing the Tupperware mm. and take it down a notch and like find something maybe a little less obsessive in my case to work on. Or if it's a 
in your case, isolating, recognize that you're doing it and like kind of see what, what another alternative might be. So just kind of observe, figure out what's going on and then do something that feels life giving instead of going down your just same old patterns. Yeah. Just staying asleep to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, something that's yeah. that's life-giving. I know for me that would look like, you know, just verbalizing. I am feeling like I need to go or I need to be alone and I'm trying to challenge that. It could literally just be that. Like I am like to whomever I'm experiencing the difficulty with or whatever it is. I can just say like I'm feeling the need to isolate and I'm going to try to fight that. So I'm going to tell you what's yeah. going on versus my typical tendency to just, you know, like shut down and, and walk away and avoid it. So yeah. I think it's great. And mine is, mine's the, the, the tendency to be overly productive and mm. doing and telling myself, it's okay, take a nap. It's okay, veg, watch a TV show. Like <laughs> That's like literally the opposite. I would, a nap is like the perfect excuse. Like I'm just going to go be avoid <laughs> being cautious. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on Advice Not Given. Be sure to visit us on our website, millspogurus.com. Click on the podcast link where you can subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode. We're on Instagram and Facebook at millspogurus where we keep the conversation going and you can share your advice not given.